Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us as we forgive each other. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Shana Tova Um Tuka. May you have a good and sweet new year. So a little bit more about um, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning, as we say, of the Jewish New Year. It's the first day of the Jewish year. It's also the anniversary of creation. And this is our interesting part because where we have the Messiah in terms of Jesus Christ, we also have the new creation and the salvation, which changes the course entirely with this level of ascension in closeness with God through the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, gives us. And that sends us off into a very high direction. Um, there's also links to the Passover with this in terms of how important this is in the new year, um, which will be noted as the Jewish New Year of 5781. It's 2020 for us in this um, time frame because we are in acceptance and ruling our entire timeline based upon um, Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ came to the world, so for us it's 2020. But even when Jesus Christ came, the Messiah came in flesh form, there was obviously the Jewish calendar still going and it's still ongoing today in that way. But yet we choose and we must remember and be in remembrance of the fact that the Messiah has come so that we are living in accordance with the divine will of um, our Father Almighty in heaven. Even me being able to say God is a result of our Messiah coming to earth and as being at one with God. And of course, Never completely at one until we're fully there in fullest ascension, but at one as far as possible as can be at this level of ascendancy. And so each of us have a level of ascendancy to go and those still to come into alignment with God in a higher sense still continue a lot of the old Moses law today. And so the Jewish law, even um, there are rules in what you can do, what you can eat, what you can say, everything. That is what Jesus was born into, that kind of background, and he came to set the captives free. So this is a very beautiful time, um, which is part of um, our ancestry because of Jesus Christ. And um, it's also a very huge turning point where within the Jewish um, tradition, the focus is on Adam and Eve. But for us, the focus is on the new creation that was brought forward, is brought forward by the Holy Spirit in us. And even previously to this, the new creation in the form of Mary, Mother Mary as the new um, and ascended Eve. And Jesus, who would come to be um, this new Adam, the salvation for all human beings across the entire world. As some say, the new, um, the new Adam, but obviously we know that the new Adam is um, in Joseph in terms of Mary and Joseph as the, the um, spouses in this situation, mother um, of God being Mary and the father 
um, of God being um, Joseph to a certain large degree, that is. Of course, Mother Mary is um, the one who birthed um, God, the Messiah, into being. But Joseph is very much the protector of the Redeemer of the world, of God. So the protector of God um, is such a huge um, and significant role. From the king, king's house, um, so the house of David, the royal lineage there, <clears throat> Jewish ancestry entirely. But obviously coming through that, we are always going to have, as a result of being um, from Jesus, we're always going to have a link to the Jewish calendar as well as the ascended version that God brings to us through our willingness and surrender and our obedience to our Father in heaven. We are able to take those ancestral links, but to take them higher and further forward. We wouldn't be able to do this without having Jesus and without having the Holy Spirit in such a high alignment with God and such obedience to God. So with the obedience, we know that it is absolutely imperative that yes, we set the tone correctly um, with Rosh Hashanah, um, but we do this every day as much as possible. But Rosh Hashanah gives us the um, ability to really focus. It's a compass point to be able to really focus um, our hearts and our intentions in a big way. And the rules and the regulations to a large extent do really help that because some of the rules, for example, um, one in particular is do not drive, do not, you know, um, you know, even being online is another thing that's not really supposed to occur. So these different things, if you think about it, when you take away that busyness, that sort of act of doing, of having to drive somewhere, you know, focusing on the exterior is what you're doing when you're driving somewhere because you're trying to get somewhere, likely for something you think you need that's extra to what you have, like maybe you're going shopping or something, or maybe you ha- you feel like you have to go somewhere or be somewhere else at a certain time. So you're focusing on the external, whereas for the new year to come in and to be fully honoured, we need to be focusing on God within ourselves our relationship with God from our prayers in a very, very sacred place to be able to do the best and glorify the kingdom to our highest ability. So you can see how the Jewish traditions and the rules can really help with that. But because we're in different levels and we have different callings, overall, it is, you know, the God Almighty that we put first and not rules and regulations. However, there is a specific rule and regulation which does fit very, very exactly with the Messiah, with Jesus Christ. And that is when um, uh, Rosh Hashanah is over. Um, So let's see. Um, So after Sunday, there is 10 days of atonement, which is known as, um, yeah, the 10 days of repentance. And then that leads on to the culmination of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Um, now, this all links to pre-ascension of Jesus Christ and so many different things that happened um, many, many years um, before with um, the, that lineage 
um, and Abraham, etc. And so there's a lot there in terms of um, repentance. But um, the main point in this is that, uh, you know, you must be very, very careful because there is a point in, in these 10 days where Jewish people, some Jewish people will afflict their souls. But that is not the, <laughs> that's not the way of God. God doesn't ask for that. So we start off Rosh Hashanah, all good and um, on the right direction. The last thing we want to do is to break that into pieces and go against God's will and be disobedient. So in, a, in obedience, with the fact that Jesus, the Messiah, has come in flesh form and is now ascended, came to rid the world of um, sin by dying on the cross as um, a right salvation and then not only dying but then ascending, resurrecting and ascending and then giving us the Holy Spirit so we always have that redemptive nature and we're not going to look at ourselves the way that um, the devil would look at you. Even in Rosh Hashanah, um, there is... Um, uh, a saying which Jews will say, which is to step back Satan. Um, and that means, you know, they understand fully well that that is what the affliction of the soul is. So to go backwards and then to put yourself um, under the, the command of the devil is very um, anti-Christ. It's not of Christ. It's very anti-God, in other words. So you're, you're going against God's will if you do that. And so it's very important not to take the cup of wrath or suffering. Now, Jews know this as well because on Passover, this all links to Passover, why you're not supposed to be afflicting your soul is because of Passover, but because of Jesus Christ who settled it once and for all, which means you don't have to keep doing and offering up sacrifices all the time. The only reason people would offer up sacrifices a time and again and be disobedient to God is because they haven't accepted God in the form of Jesus Christ as the once and for all sacrifice. And that is the only reason they would be being disobedient to God. We mustn't be disobedient. We're not supposed to drink the cup of wrath or the cup of suffering. In other words, that's the second cup. Your cups that you're allowed to drink from are the cup of salvation, you miss out. So just a reminder of what happened in Passover or what's continuation over and over again perpetually um, is Passover is in perpetuity now because of Jesus Christ. So um, the, the second one you miss out because Jesus Christ did that. Um, the third, since Jesus Christ has fulfilled the law, the third cup you may drink from, and that is very much Rosh Hashanah. It's very, very much how we set ourselves off in obedience with God. So the cup of love, blessings, all that's good, redemption, everything that is right and good. And then the fourth cup is the cup looking towards eternity. And so we should already be doing that now, understanding eternity and looking towards furtherance in eternity, which is the ongoing and everlasting eternal covenant with the Messiah, with Jesus Christ. That is absolutely wonderful. So that's Rosh Hashanah, um, but that's also looking at it at an ascended and obedient level with God. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of all the universe, Father, I pray 
Oshana Tova, Umetuka, a good and sweet year for all my brothers and sisters in Yeshua and for all your children, Yahweh. In your son's holy name, Amen.
here am I, Father. Salve Patra Salvatoris is sung because we wouldn't have this um, new creation and we wouldn't be able to have um, the redemption that we have and um, this new covenant that is so important for all people, for the Jewish people, for Gentiles, for all people all around the world. And so the reason that we have this is because of Mother Mary and Joseph, who nurtured and looked after the child of God, um, actually God himself in the form of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So quite often there is a lot of emphasis on Jesus. There's even a lot of emphasis on Mary. But we have to understand that the entire head of the family, as we talk about the head, this is the head of the new year um, of 5781, but it's also about the head, obviously that is God, but to be able to lead the family and to actually look after and nurture God as well. We have the mother of God, but we also have the father in terms of Joseph. So this is a song for Joseph. today and or this evening and this is recorded prior to Rosh Hashanah but will be scheduled to go out on the evening of Rosh Hashanah, the celebrations of the new year, the new creation in Christ 
we have the Messiah and so the new creation is very, very different. There aren't any sacrifices that are required to be made and we remind that of the four cups and the second cup of sacrifice is not to be drunk and that is the God's will, Yahweh's will. In alignment this with this will, we remind all people of the sacrificial victim, which was once and for all Jesus Christ, who went and um, throughout his mission successfully, so leading to his death and then um, his descent, his resurrection and um, his ministry again on earth and his ascension into heaven, where he is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from whence he comes to judge the living and the dead here on earth as it is in heaven. So um, the judgments are done. This is something that is very important to understand um, that Yahweh sent his son in order that you would be drinking from the cup of salvation. You would not be drinking from the cup to do with God's wrath or that of suffering. You're not to do that. So you denounce now here in front of everyone in your heart and your soul that you denounce that. If you have been doing it, you denounce that now in the name of Jesus Christ and you are set free. Any demonic stronghold that has been trying to cause you to um, to perform sacrifices up until this point um, in that you have not believed in God, the Father Almighty and Yahweh and his son. Yeshua, we bind that demonic force that is over your life now in the name of Jesus and we send it to the foot of the cross. Do not return. In the name of Jesus, the Father, Son and Holy Ghost. Amen. We pray for, <clears throat> in thanks to God, first always thank you God for your union. Your name is so holy, yet we have the power and the authority to say your name because of the Messiah and because of the faith which leads us in the unity with you, the Holy Spirit. Amen. We also pray for those who have um departed into the new creation and those who live in the new creation that they are um also that you draw all souls to you especially those who still really really need to come closer to you more than ever we give thanks that you do this and that you help them in order that they might truly come to greater wisdom and clarity about the new creation and therefore be able to celebrate in times like this for um for you father for <clears throat> our Heavenly Mother and our Heavenly Father, which art in heaven. Amen. Rosh Hashanah, the new year of the Jewish religion. When brought together with the Messiah, God himself, it can be understood on an entirely different level with Yahweh, with Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah. In tradition, a lot of the emphasis is put, and this is why Jesus had to come, 
to sort things out, but a lot of the emphasis was put on outside things, rituals, traditions, colours, types, ways, measurements, you name it. And still some of these carry on and continue on today in some of the many religions. We even had a little bit of a ritual today which was saying the rosary. And all these are very good where they help us to really become more at one with God. And so sometimes that is a process for different people of learning until they become entirely set free from the captive of the old Moses ritualistic behaviour and mindset, which came about through goodness. There was very much good intent, but there's too much of an outside focus on the things for people and not enough inward focus on God. And that was where the problem was. And that's why Jesus Christ, the Messiah, had to come as saviour for all people. So today, as people think about all the different traditions, all the rules and regulations that might go with Rosh Hashanah, what you must do, what you must not do, what you must eat, what you must not eat. Remember, it's not about all these things. It's about God, Yahweh, the Almighty God. As God asks us to co-create with God, it means that instead of all these things being so important, as I think to myself, imagine Mary and Joseph. I wonder if they had all the provisions to celebrate such a rich Rosh Hashanah. Maybe they did. I don't know. Um, But I just wonder. I just believe that Mary was very um, pure and pure of heart and she was chosen by God because she placed God first and not all these things. We know this because she registered her child but she didn't have a big wedding or marriage ceremony or feast. She didn't do all these big things but she did them for the glory of God not for other people and she never glorified in the flesh. But yet she was seen as the most beautiful woman and certainly Joseph, again, to be with Mary in such a way had to also be faithful to put God first and not just to see Mary as, again, something external to him but as as God's um, heavenly gift to be adored and cherished. And, of course, her too for Joseph to have full faith in him that no matter what, he would be able to come around in the new creation of the new and improved mindset through the wisdom of God by the Holy Spirit and by the angel that visited them. So this is a time very much of new creation. It draws to mind very much Mary and the Nativity, Joseph and the Nativity, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, coming to set people free, to bring them higher to new levels, to become the sweetness. (laughs) You know, yesterday... I thought of, um, you know, going back to some of the traditions. Oh, I have to get everything that's sweet. I'm even thinking I'm like putting like grapefruit sort of like face wash even out the out the way now. And I'm like, set. I have to even like everything down to the last bit. I have to do this and I have to do that. Well, of course, all these things do help us to become mindful and they can very much be a very important um, part of tradition and not just tradition, but very important by God that we focus on the sweet things. But again, not to 
tip the balance that it becomes more about the world and less about God. It must be about God first. So I just think that if we could take a leaf out of Mary and Joseph's book, of course, we can enjoy all the richness of Rosh Hashanah. But I think the richness within our own souls, our spirit and our soul, through the Holy Spirit and through acceptance of the Holy Spirit by being that sweetness, by enjoying the sweetness of the Holy Spirit, taking time consecrated in prayer, set apart to do so, or with others who are like-minded in this way. But ultimately, I think we're at a time where we're consecrating a lot. Um, It might just be one or two people that may think this way, like you. You have to protect yourself as well as we go into the new year. The new creation is about cherishing. And so we want to make sure that we are protecting our own hearts and souls and being the sweetness with the Holy Spirit and seeing that within ourselves. so funny I ordered in just you know some little things not huge amounts or anything terribly wild or crazy um but just you know some chocolate and sweet things um for us to have since Rosh Hashanah is all about concentrating on that sweetness and everything that is good nourishing in life that's a great way to start any new year absolutely I believe that that's a really good rule it does say though that you're not allowed to have anything with nuts and I didn't realize that one of the things one of the bars that I got um actually has peanuts and caramel in it it's called a star bar (laughs) and it was it was funny if you could have heard me when I was like reading it I just saw the little like pictures of like peanuts and I thought oh no I can't have that. Sat down with my tea, but I must admit it's going to end up being a Mediterranean dinner tonight. It's going to be a little bit later, I think, because it's close to <clears throat> five on the time of this particular segment that I am recording. I've recorded segments over the last couple of days, and this is 4.28 now for this segment. And it's like, oh my goodness, peanuts. Um... I think I can actually still get away with it, to be honest with you. Um, I think I can still have them um, because Rosh Hashanah doesn't officially start until nightfall. Rosh Hashanah start time. <laughs> All right. What does it say? And what does, when does Jewish New Year do? Okay. Um. Oh, it's taking forever to get to. Oh, is that sundown? Is that sundown at the end of twenty nine Elul? Elul. Mm. Okay, so it's sundown. So I'm all right. Um, even if I were to be strict in terms which obviously that is dismantles a lot of the point of the fact that Jesus is you know came to us of course Jesus would come from a background where you know there would be more of a a weight upon um placing God first anyway, so that would always just come first, and that would naturally give way to a lot of the rules a lot of the rules. Um, help to really kind of keep you focused and on track with putting God first. So, yeah, 
It's not to say, you know, but obviously it's not the end of the world if you happen to want to drive or something like that on that day, but I'd rather not. Um, I don't think it's a great sin. I think, you know, we've got God, we do have mercy. Um, I think if God called, called us specifically not to, then absolutely, then it would be a sin to be disobedient to that if we were aware of that. Um, hmm. And it may be, though, to be honest with you, you just don't know how things are going to unfold. But as we ascend, you never know that will probably likely be the case, to be honest. But anyway, um, so that's when that happens. And then, of course, Shabbat candlelighting. Okay, candlelighting as well happens at sundown too. The important message from our Lord God Almighty is that <laughs> the Lord reigns. I'm sorry, not today, devil. There is no such thing as your regency being required on this earth. Take yourself. You are bound. Take yourself to the cross for judgment and do not return. In the name of Jesus, who lives and reigns on this earth, in heaven and in earth. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, well without end. Amen. Take your regency away, devil. You are not welcome. In the name of Jesus Christ, who reigns forever and ever. Amen. Okay. So a few different um, points to remember on the holiday, depending, of course, bearing in mind that we have um, God through the Messiah. So it's not all about tradition and rules and things, but the main focus is on God. But some other bits and pieces that are really helpful um, to consider are that when you let's see when you're giving the greeting there are two different greetings as well that I've got here and I have found and so the different greetings on Rosh Hashanah um it says when you meet a fellow Jew on the first night of Rosh Hashanah wish him Lashana Tova Tikatev Vitikat him or for a female Lashana Tova Tikativi Vitikati me may you be inscribed and sealed for a good year. Now because we know that obviously um with the Messiah being here already and the acceptance of the Holy Spirit in Christianity that is already sealed. That is the final seal. So you it's in perpetual perpetuity so it's perpetual in terms of the salvation and walking in Christ because Christ is ascended so we walk um, with Christ in that ascendancy to the extent that we are ascended obviously in alignment with the Holy Spirit and so this is maybe a more appropriate one for those who have the Holy Spirit who believe in God so after the first night for those that believe in God and on the first night or any time, what would be 
good to say is a good inscription and sealing in the book of life. And that goes um, like this. Gamar Chatima Tova. And that is what you would say if you are not so sure. Um, and you would say that on the after the first night. And should we just like obviously hope that everything had um gone well kind of thing. So that is um some of the the ways of looking at it from from this perspective. It's very interesting, just so blessed to be able to talk about this from a higher perspective in Ascension. Thanks be to God that I can understand it from this level. Um and just yeah, I just wishing everyone a great new year a great jewish new year and just praying for your ascension and for you coming into fuller belief in jesus christ and in in other words in god and uh, just gaining a a higher relationship uh, and involvement there to really have full faith in your life and be free truly from the yokes of slavery which you were taken out of and so we just we think about that we think about the fact that you know um the entire uh you know jewish people and all of those that stem from that uh that lineage of that traditional religion and that relationship with god were set free from captivity so it's very difficult sometimes you know because it's a process people have time that they need to take to truly come out of it so these are the are the reasons for the different um, levels of uh, ways of thinking and doing things and the types of traditions that come from this and it's being humble as well so it's not you know overstating your yourself as well but at the same time we have to walk in confidence when we truly believe in God through the Messiah and um so just prayer for people that they come to know God through the Messiah and that they become accepted by the Messiah and they accept the Messiah themselves so that they can truly walk free and from captivity to the to the level that they truly deserve that's what all of this is about when God rebukes or says things very clearly there is a reason for it and um it's important that that you look at this as a way of bringing you closer to God so that you can be set free from what's stopping you from becoming closer to God. Um, in any case, these are the founding um, traditions from what is termed as God's people so that there is the comfort there in that, that you are one of God's chosen people to help lead the way. But there must be a breaking away from the old yoke of slavery and a forming of a new bond of a higher ascended kind to the yoke which is Christ. His burden is light, his yoke is easy. Glory be to God. Um so we all need to do that. There's there's no one in earth that's you know, we're all still while we're here, we're all still working towards that reconciliation of both Jew and Gentile. I don't believe that there is one strictly as opposed to the other. I believe that all people are harnessing both aspects of of that within their own hearts and souls. Whether they consider themselves to be a Jew, I do believe that they are still reconciling Jew and Gentile tendencies. And if they 
think that they are Gentiles, they think that they are one of, you know, the <clears throat> the more naturally chosen, um, you know, they're still working between reconciling the Jewish tendencies and Gentile tendencies in themselves. Every single person is coming to that furtherance and reconciliation because that's what it means to be part of God's creation, is to reconcile all parts to the oneself. So we continue to walk through in this together and we give thanks to God for your mercy upon souls as they do this, as they reach higher in ascendancy. For they are only in this position from the first blessing that was able to to come by. This is the anniversary of that, of the, the day of creation and Adam and Eve, that anniversary there. But we look upon this in the new creation with that of Mary and Joseph. And of course, the beloved child, our Messiah, Jesus Christ, from that very tradition. So it's very special. It's a very important time for all people. Um, and since God's children are all people all around the world, but obviously they can choose to accept or, or not, or, you know, be latent to be dreaming, to be um, still in a place of sleeping where they need to wake up. There are many different levels and we just give thanks for God's um, grace, God's help and mercy in these situations while all people reconcile to God. And these different levels, we just pray for the reconciliation. We pray for the peace of all people, levels of understanding and um, just the, the peace of Jerusalem. Servants of the New Covenant, 2 Corinthians 3. Does this sound as if we are again boasting about ourselves? Could it be that, like some other people, we need letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are the letter we have written on our hearts for everyone to know and read. It is clear that Christ himself wrote this letter and sent it by us. It is written, not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, and not on stone tablets, but on human hearts. We say this because we have confidence in God through Christ. There is nothing in us that allows us to claim that we are capable of doing this work. The capacity we have comes from God. It is he who made us capable of serving the new covenant, which consists not of a written law, but of the spirit. The written law brings death, but the spirit gives life. The law was carved in letters on stone tablets and God's glory appeared when it was given. Even though the brightness on Moses' face was fading, it was so strong that the people of Israel could not keep their eyes fixed on him. If the law, which brings death when it is in force, came with such glory, how much greater is the glory that belongs to the activity of the Spirit? The system which brings condemnation was glorious. How much more glorious is the activity which brings salvation? We may say that because of the far brighter glory now, the glory that was so bright in the past is gone. For if there was glory in that 
which lasted for a while, how much more glory is there in that which lasts forever? Because we have this hope, we are bold. We are very bold. We are not like Moses, who had to put on a veil over his face so that the people of Israel would not see the brightness fade and disappear. Their minds indeed were closed, and to this very day their minds are covered with the same veil as they read the books of the Old Covenant. The veil is removed only when a person is joined to Christ. Even today, whenever they read the law of Moses, the veil still covers their minds. But it can be removed. As the scripture says about Moses, his veil was removed when he turned to the Lord. Now the Lord in this passage is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is present, there is freedom. All of us then reflect the glory of the Lord with uncovered faces and that same glory coming from the Lord who is the Spirit transforms us into his likeness in an ever greater degree of glory. Living by faith. For the this reason, we never become discouraged, even though our physical being is gradually decaying, yet our spiritual being is renewed day after day. And this small and temporary trouble we suffer will bring us a tremendous and eternal glory, much greater than the trouble. For we fix our attention not on things that are seen, but on the things that are unseen. What can be seen lasts only for a time, but what cannot be seen lasts forever. For we know that when this tent we live in, our body here on earth is torn down. God will have a house in heaven for us to live in, a home he himself has made, which will last forever. And now we sigh, so great is our desire, that our home which comes from heaven should be put on over us. By being clothed with it, we shall not be without a body. While we live in this earthly tent, we groan with a feeling of oppression. It is not that we want to get rid of our earthly body, but that we want to have the heavenly one put on over us, so that what is mortal will be transformed by life. God is the one who has prepared us for this change. And he gave us his spirit as a guarantee of all that he has in store for us. So we are always full of courage. We know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord's home. For our life is a matter of faith, not of sight. We are full of courage and would much prefer to leave our home in the body and be at home with the Lord. More than anything else, however, we want to please him, whether in our home here or there. For all of us must appear before Christ to be judged by him. Each one will receive what he deserves according to everything he has done, good or bad, in his bodily life. Each time that we are in our body and we are away from Christ, that is a death to the soul and is a death to the body. But we know that there is nothing that can stop us when we accept the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that is a life-giving source. And that is what gives the body life and eternal life and stops the um, form of decay, if you like, stops the form of death. It is life-giving. So the Spirit is life-giving. It's life-giving waters 
that it is actually referred to as. Um, quite often when I look at myself, I look at my skin and I just, I, you know, I thank God for the, the youthfulness I, I see. And I know that this isn't um, part of just, um, I don't know, human flesh on its own just deciding to be like that. I know this is because of the Holy Spirit flowing through. That doesn't mean to say that sometimes there aren't things that I have to um, correct and deal with and, and you know, um, and heal and recover with. Because everyone here in the flesh to a certain extent is going to go through that until we're at fullness and unity with God and we're in absolute glory with the risen Christ as Christ is in glory. Um, and so we just speak over people just now that, that we all that are listening to this receive the Holy Spirit and receive those life-giving waters to refuel our soul and refresh our soul, our being entirely and our um, physicality as well, our human bodies as well, to bring healing to all people within the sound of my voice. I just see healing. The other night there, I could see healing. I've seen it in myself, um, particularly in my face. When I'm really busy though, when I'm in the flesh and like today I was kind of trying to do a lot of kind of tidying up ahead of, um, what do you call it? Ahead of um, Rosh Hashanah. So, you know, it's at 7.16 as I'm recording right now at this moment. Um, but it's about 7.26 or 10 minutes from now that we expect sundown. And that's when Rosh, Rosh Hashanah officially begins. But, you know, running around, trying to get things ready, I could see almost on my face and the way my hair was going with the, the frizz of it all. But when I take time to come away from all of those things, all of the exterior things, I know that there's going to be nothing more important than putting God first. It's not going to be about the things I'm eating as wonderful as they are and as thankful as I am for them. The pomegranate, the um, apples dipped in honey or agave for some, whatever it is that you're doing, nothing is going to be greater than that moment when you eat and you drink from the life-giving waters and the bread of life. And I'm not talking about anything physical. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, the communion with the Holy Spirit. And when we're in that spiritual communion, that's when the life-giving waters flow. That's when I can um, look at myself in the mirror and I think, oh my goodness, like how did I get to look this refreshed? Oh, that's because I stopped concentrating on the flesh things of life, funnily enough, in a roundabout way, I actually focused completely on God and was in the spirit and look what happened. Now, I don't know how that's going to work out long term, what's going to happen with that. But I do know that overall we will be, um, you know, in true sense, when we're true glory, it will be um, entirely glorious in ways that we can't even imagine. I do believe that. I mean, I saw it even the other night there as well. I was like, goodness gracious, what's going on? And um, physically saw it with my, my own sight, my own eyes, um, as well as spiritually. But spiritually, even in thought, um, a friend of mine, um, not going to talk too much about her situation, but I could see her actually um, coming to feel healing. 
I could see her being able to walk a lot again, having like renewed energy, um, you know, feeling um fit and uh toned like she was before, and all these different things were coming across in the spirit, and that's God. I could see that for her, but we've been spending a lot of time talking to each other and I know about her situation and it just came to me in the spirit. It was the Holy Spirit and I could see it and I imparted this to her. I can see this happening for you. And she'd also imparted to me that she believed. It took a little bit of time. She's going through a lot. She's putting a lot into the the flesh aspects of life and trying hard on the flesh aspects of life. And she's very clever. She's really great in terms of um, like her biblical awareness and um, looking through things. She's just very intelligent. So we have lots of really intelligent conversations and it's taken that time really. And it was just yesterday, I think, that it, it just all came out. I just, I could see it. I could see that happening for her. And um, we need to do that. We need to commune with God and intercede and, and see uh, the fruition of healing for our friends, but also most importantly for ourselves, if there's anything that we need to heal with God, anything at all that we need to to do and um, with our own spiritual ascension, we need to really take time for that this weekend. That's more so, I would say, which is the first priority is always going to be God. It's just commandment number one. Okay, and... um. Okay, now I'm going to um, look here at help for fellow Christians. Uh, now, can I just explain again? This is this always happens, so you always know what happens. I didn't plan to read what I got for that um, there. Um, I opened in the Spirit, and that's what took us to servants of the new covenant, by the way. And the same thing is true at this time. I didn't know exactly, and I just felt two pages on and. Um, I can see Paul's, Paul defends his ministry, so that's very important. But I'm drawn to look at help for fellow Christians as this follows on really well with what we're, we were just talking about. There is really no need for me to write to you about the help being sent to God's people in Judea. And this is 2 Corinthians 9. Okay, um, I know that you are willing to help and I have boasted of you to the people in Macedonia. The brothers in Achaia... I said, have been ready to help since last year. Your eagerness has stirred up most of them. Now I am sending these brothers so that our boasting about you in this matter may not turn out to be empty words. But just as I said, you will be ready with your help. However, if the people from Macedonia should come with me and find out that you are not ready, how ashamed we would be not to speak of your shame for, fe for feeling so sure of you. So I thought it was necessary to urge these brothers to go to you ahead of me and get ready in advance the gift you promised to make. Then it will be ready when I arrive and it will show that you give because you want to, not because you have to. Remember that the person who sows few seeds will have a small crop. The one who sows many seeds will have a large crop. Each one should give then as he has decided not with regret or out of a sense of duty, for God loves the one who gives gladly. And God is able to give you more than you need, so that you will always have all you need for yourselves 
and more than enough for every good cause. As the scripture says, he gives generously to the needy. His kindness lasts forever. And God who supplies seed to sow and bread to eat will also supply you with all the seed you need and will make it grow and produce a rich harvest from your generosity. He will always make you rich enough to be generous at all times so that many will thank God for your gifts which they receive from us. For this service you perform not only meets the needs of God's people but also produces an outpouring of grateful thanks to God and because of the proof which this service of yours brings many will give glory to God for your loyalty to the gospel of Christ which you profess and for your generosity in sharing with them and everyone else and so with deep affection they will pray for you because of the extraordinary grace God has shown you. Let us thank God for his priceless gift. His priceless gift is the Messiah. Thanks be to God. Okay, so... We're going to look at... Um, a good servant of Christ Jesus. But keep away from those godless legends which are not worth telling. Keep yourself in training for a godly life. Physical exercise is some value, but spiritual exercise is valuable in every way because it promises life both for the present and for the future. This is a true saying to be completely accepted and believed. We struggle and work hard because we have placed our hope in the living God, who is the saviour of all and especially of those who believe. Give them these instructions and these teachings. Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but be an example for the believers in your speech, your conduct, your love, faith and purity. And... I really feel that the two main points here were 7 and 10 that the Holy Spirit's bringing me to. But keep away from those godless legends which are not worth telling. Keep yourself in training for a godly life. And 10. We struggle and work hard because we have placed our hope in the living God who is the saviour of all and especially of those who believe. deliver his people from their sins. Have a payment. 
here am I, Father. Sancti Michael Archangeli, defendi nos in prelio, contra nequitiam, et insidias diabli esto presidium. Impere ili Deus supplices deprecamur, tu qui princeps militiae celestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad peredit sinium animarum, pervagantur in mundo, Divina Virtuti in Infernum de Trude. Amen. Save Pater Salvatoris, Iosef Termam Mabilis. Save Custos Redemptoris, Iosef Termirabilis. Save Sponsi Matris Severe angelice, salve hospes Jasomei, Joseph, to 